You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Welcome back to Rebel Cells for the Forces of Destiny recap. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Padawan Path, which is Season 1, Episode 4 of Forces of Destiny. I'm your host, Cassie Scutch, and today I am so excited. I love this episode. It's great. This is another one where I like we got to dig in a little bit deeper because there's the surface level, level story and then there's what's underneath. And that's always fun. Uh, this is just one of my favorite episodes. Obviously, we get to see Ahsoka in there. Uh, so I'm very excited to talk about it this week. But uh, there's a little bit of news to get to beforehand. Um, didn't really didn't really have that much news this week. Pretty slow news week. I figured I would talk a little bit about what's going on. We only have about three things to talk about anyway. Uh, so the solo Blu-ray is going to be coming out September 14th and as always with that we have some deleted scenes we have some interviews and conversations with cast and crew we have behind the scenes which is all really fun to look at I'm always super interested in how directors make choices so that's always fun to get to um I haven't heard much in the vein of deleted scenes I know that we are getting one scene that includes Han and Kira uh, running in the streets of Corellia from some type of danger other than uh, the other chase we see them in. I think that'll be interesting. We didn't get as much of an introduction into their relationship with the within the beginning of the solo movie. We just were told that they are together they're friends they're a thing not friends they kiss but hopefully the, these deleted scenes will give us a little bit more of not backstory with them but a little bit more of how their dynamic works and how they work together so that could be interesting I'm I'm excited to get to watch Solo again I think I only saw it two or three times in the theater so I'm excited to get to take that home and 
watch it again. I don't actually think my parents have gotten to watch it yet, which is interesting. So I'm excited to uh, get them to see it because uh, they haven't seen it yet. And obviously, I expect everybody on here has seen the end. Uh, if not, spoilers. Uh, but I'm really excited to bring it home and show it to my parents because of that little uh, bit of mall we get at the end there because I can finally be like, boom, uh, there's a reason why I, here's like, something came out of my obsession with the Clone Wars because we have Maul and you guys have no idea what's going on, why he's there, but I do, I know what's going on. I'm excited to get to explain everything that happened during the Clone Wars with Maul and Mandalore and the crime syndicates to my parents. I'm so excited. Also, we have the news that Matt Smith has joined the cast of episode nine. I don't know much about him other than he was in Doctor Who, but judging by what he looks like, which I guess that's a terrible thing for me to do. My guess is he is probably going to be playing some sort of Imperial or maybe a representative from uh, some kind of planet. But who knows? I'm, I'm thinking him more of a polished person. Maybe they'll rough him up and he'll be some other interesting character. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see. It's still quite a ways away. They have added a lot of new cast, and I have a I have some I have some mixed feelings about um, some of the new cast that's being added. Uh, I think we have a lot of story to tie up already with the sequel trilogy, and I'm not sure that adding more characters in is gonna help us tie things off. And maybe that's purposeful because it gives. Uh, Lucasfilm more stories to take off in another direction and have books, comics, movies, TV shows about any unfinished storylines from this sequel trilogy. So that always makes me happy. More content, more things for me to think about, more things to keep me from my regular responsibilities. <laughs> I don't really know what to think about new cast members being added. I know it's news to a lot of people. I'm not one to keep up with many celebrities and things. So it's just not as big of a like idea in my mind, things that I uh, find interesting or understand. Last bit of news. Again, I said we're not doing a whole lot of it this week. Um, we had Star Wars 52 and Dr. Aphra Annual uh, Volume 2 come out uh, in comics. And I haven't had a chance to read either of them, but they're both ones, the, the both comics I try to keep up with. Um, so I'm excited to get to read those. Uh, if you have not picked up Dr. Aphra, I cannot recommend it enough. She is definitely a character we've not seen in any of the other content within Star Wars, but she's such an interesting character and you can read Dr. Aphra 
And the Dr. Afra comic came and kind of conjoined with the Star Wars comic for uh, a couple issues uh, for the Screaming Citadel arc, which is not my favorite, but I always think it's interesting when we have things that go together. As we've talked about before, my little spider web that I enjoy so very much. So that's always interesting, you know. It's a good comic. I do not keep up with comics as much as I wish I do, but uh, both, if you're not reading them, I heavily recommend. Um, And with that, that is the end of news. There was not much this week. We're going to get started with Padawan Path. Having finished patrolling the streets of Coruscant, Ahsoka is heading to the temple where Anakin and Yoda are waiting for her to start a ceremony. While hurrying to get to the temple, she hears someone in the crowd screaming for help. Following the scream, she sees a female Alina and her child being attacked by a malfunctioning droid. She force pushes some crates to take down the droid, but this method does not work. So she ignites her lightsabers, and as the droid is coming close to her, she spots water pipes running above the alley there and and comes up with a plan. She sprints at the droid, slicing one of its legs, and then leaps and slices the water pipes above them. Water gushes out of the broken pipes, causing the droid to deactivate. After checking if the mother and child are alright, she remembers that she is late for the ceremony and hurriedly rushes to the temple. She arrives at the training grounds near to the Great Tree, where Anakin and Yoda are waiting for her. While Anakin scolds her for being late, Master Yoda states that Ahsoka has been humble and brave, which he sees as a sign of maturity. As the ceremony begins, he tells her that she is on the right path to becoming a Jedi Knight and gives her an extension to her Padawan braid. Oof, okay, starting off, this is just one of my favorite episodes of Forces of Destiny, obviously, because I love Ahsoka. She is the character I grew up with, the female character I grew up with, because I was a Clone Wars baby. So, anytime there's Ahsoka in something, I instantly love it. And this episode this episode had a lot to do with the transition that Ahsoka had within the third season, where we go from the beginning of the series where she's very much a child to her being more mature and becoming more like a Jedi and having better decision-making skills than she did when she was younger. So this episode definitely helps complete the arc of her character because it's giving us that transition. Obviously, this isn't the exact spot where the transition happened, but um, it's right around the area where it happens. In fact, this hap- takes place right before uh, Season 3, Episode 10 of The Clone Wars, which is Heroes on Both Sides. If you don't remember, that is the episode where uh, Ahsoka and Padme uh, go to meet with the Bonteris, and Ahsoka learns more about the nature of war and why the separatists are fighting and that the separatists aren't evil neither is she evil and she learns about how war isn't just so black and white and she's learning that she didn't exactly know what she was fighting for she was just told what to think and she thinks that her way is right still because that's how she's been taught but she's learning that Things aren't exactly as they seem, and you can't always think that everybody's the bad guy. 
everybody else is the bad guy. She was meeting separatists, which that's one of my favorite episodes of Clone Wars. Really not my favorite episode, but I love that they touched upon the idea that the Republic maybe wasn't all right either, and that there are definitely some gray areas to the war. That's beside the point. But this period of time is when Ahsoka is maturing, and each episode of Forces of Destiny has kind of its own theme, and the theme of this one is that maturity, and it's growing up, and it's and it's understanding that there's kind of a give and take to things. Um, we start out the episode, and we have a busy square in Coruscant, on Coruscant, I guess it's both in and on Coruscant, because it's a city, but the city's a whole planet. I'm going off topic. But we're getting this still picture, but then you just see Ahsoka running across. And even just there, we're seeing at the beginning of this episode here, she's a lot more childish. She's just running in public, you know, which is causing, it's not causing a commotion, but then we see that Ortolan man kind of get surprised when she ran by. So she's obviously causing some kind of a commotion, but it doesn't really matter that much because she's still, you know, a child. And obviously she was, what, 15 uh, at this point in time. We still get that bit at the beginning where she is very much childish, and that's how that art kind of progresses throughout the episode. And along with that, she's late, and that's why she's running which again goes against the maturity theme, but that's the beginning, that's her starting point. I always find it interesting that they start certain episodes where a character is in one place and then they're able to subtly create an arc for that character even in a three minute period of time. And it's, 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 so, it's so subtle, these changes, and, you know, you don't really see it unless you're paying attention, but it's definitely there, the undercurrents of these messages and the character changes. But it's really, really good for the character as a whole, not just for Forces of Destiny, but for anything else the characters are a part of. And we have a moment that signifies this change in here. She's standing in the alley, she hears the screams, she realizes something is going on, and you can see in her face her debating whether or not she's going to help or make it to her ceremony on time because she's in a rush. And she ultimately decides that her getting her new beads are is not as important as whatever's causing civilians to be screaming. And she makes that decision, that selfless decision of, it's more important for me to help here than do what I was doing. And I'm here to help other people. That's my job. And I need to be doing it. Which is a mature decision for her to make, but it's also very, very Jedi of her, which which is why it's so nice to hear Yoda at the end here saying that she's mature and she's on the path to being a Jedi Knight because that's the decisions she's making. She's making the decisions of a Jedi, not the decisions of a 15-year-old girl. So she goes and she finds an industrial cleaning droid that is malfunctioning and it is attacking a mother and a daughter. And 
makes a split-second decision to try to incapacitate the droid to save the mother and daughter, which is what she would do. When that doesn't work, she has to figure out another way other than pure brute force to defeat this foe. And she she realizes that he has an open wire and that's what is causing the malfunction. And then she sees water droplets and then she's like, oh, I can short circuit it with some water. So she cuts the the pipe above that is leaking the water and pours water on the droid, which shuts it down, which is a good show of her improved decision-making skills. Um, we, we know that she had poor decision-making skills at the beginning of the Clone Wars, and going through it, she's become more mature, and as she's become more mature, she's able to make better decisions, um, especially in the moment. And this was a a good representation of that because she is because she is finding a weakness and then finding a way to exploit that weakness to her own gain, which takes a lot of intelligence and it takes a lot of ability to improvise. Obviously, she was not expecting anything like this to happen while she was on her regular patrol, even though I'm sure this type of thing is what she is on patrol for. But her ability to make this split-second decision shows us kind of an improvement that she's had throughout her appearances and her arc and the Clone Wars and what's happening. She's so busy now helping the uh, mother and daughter that she forgets that she just about forgets that she's late and then she makes sure she's there okay and then she rushes back to the training grounds in order to complete the ceremony uh there Anakin's super worried he he keeps having to he's reassuring he's telling Yoda oh she's gonna be here she's gonna be here but I think he's more reassuring himself um he's very nervous obviously um just because he's he's really nervous and I I find it really funny because I imagine that the way that he apologizes for Ahsoka and kind of the things she does that may bother him and the things that are kind of her faults I'm I have a feeling are the same things that he did that bothered Obi-Wan during his training. And I know that's not really the purpose of that there, but I always kind of find it a little funny to be watching that that relation him and Ahsoka's relationship mimicking what we can only imagine was him and Obi-Wan's relationship, which obviously we got that relationship in Attack of the Clones a little bit. Anakin was quite a bit older than Ahsoka is. Um, and then with there was a comic, the Obi-Wan and Anakin comic, which I don't, I think I read half of it. Anyway, so it's, it's mirroring that relationship. And that's always interesting to me when they kind of explore Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship. 
because it's been explored like we talk about it it's 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 in the movies but it's it's one of the core relationships at the center of Star Wars so it's always great to get a little bit more about that but Yoda's understanding of what's going on and when Ahsoka shows up he isn't mad because how could Yoda be mad Yoda's not a mad guy and he's almost having to calm Anakin down which which is kind of what's funny is because because Anakin is is stressed and he's kind of a, he's trying to apologize to Yoda and Yoda's calming him down and being like, dude, it's okay. <laughs> but Ahsoka finally shows up. They complete the ceremony, which I couldn't, I was looking it up. I was trying to figure out what, if there was a specific to what this ceremony was. And all I could really find was that she was getting new Padawan beads. There were no specifics on Wikipedia about it. Um, I'm sure somebody could tell me. <laughs> but they, they complete the ceremony which in itself is a sign of her growing stronger and her becoming more of a Jedi progressing upon this path and that's direct that directly correlates to the whole message of this episode it astounds me how much thought they put into these and so many people write off forces of destiny and don't give it the credit it deserves. I get it. It's 2D animation. It's for kids. It's three minutes long. But they put so much thought into these episodes. And there's so much in there to divulge. That I'm so surprised that not more people are talking about it. And talking about its relevance to canon. Obviously one of the things that people do talk about. Especially with this episode. That I kind of agree with. <laughs> is that animation of Anakin the top comment on YouTube is did Anakin steal Padme's lipstick which I, they overdid the lips a little bit <laughs> and the hair is definitely the wrong color but other than that I don't think I don't think anything's wrong with this animation I just think it's a little bit off a lot of bit off but only a little bit but I do I do have to be a little bit honest the first time I had any doubts about Forces of Destiny was with this episode seeing Anakin. But if you can get past the one issue that I see within Forces of Destiny with this Anakin animation, I believe that it's so important. I've talked about this before, just how important it is to connecting everything in the canon together and how it is this tiny little bit that means so much but that is where we are going to end this week so thanks for listening and as always you can stay up to date with all the latest in star wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com you can also follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash rebels podcast and on twitter at rebels podcast you can also follow me on twitter at cassie scutch that's c-a-s-s-i-e-s-c-u-t-c-h and of course we're part of the thunderquack network head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network and if you'd like to support us you can do that in one of two ways First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch, or by heading to patreon.com thunderquack and pledging your support. 
Your monthly pledge gives you access to cool exclusives like the Thunderquack podcast and the Thunderquack group on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with Beasts of Echo Base. Bye.